it's time for Love Talk with the Love Ladies, Kathy, Carrie, and Marley. Hello, friends, and welcome to Love Talk. You have found the Love Ladies. We are so grateful that you have joined us today on the Bridge Austin Central Texas Christian Talk, where we are building bridges of love and leadership. I am Coach Carrie Brinkgater, and I am in studio with the beautiful love ladies, Marlene McMichael and Kathy Indebrock. Hello, Marlene. How are you today? I'm good. Good morning. Good morning. So great to see your beautiful face. I tell you what, friends, um, Marlene is such a, a beautiful person on the inside, and she's such a beautiful person on the outside, too. So grateful that she is a love lady. And Kathy Indebrock, how are you, my friend? I am doing fantastic. Thank you, Coach Carrie. And I just want to say happy 2023 to all of our Love Talk listening friends. And I feel like since it's still January, we're still able to say happy 2023 because it is a new year. And um, as long as it's January, it's still the first month of the new year. So we can still look at these promises that God makes all things new And uh, in this new year, there are things that he is asking us to work on, to take on, and to let go of. And one of the things that we need to learn how to do well is listen well. And so today's program is New Ears for the New Year. (laughs) And we have a very special guest who is probably the best listener on the planet. And we are so excited to have her on the program. We had her back in with us in September, and for those of you who want to go and and listen to that program, you can visit our archives at lovetalknetwork.com and just key in the search words, June Hunt, and the program will come right up for you, and we'll be introducing June in just a moment. Um, Today, so Coach Carrie Marlene, something really special about today's program because Uh, It's a little bit of a first. I I met this amazing listener um, who's been listening to Love Talk for a while now, and she uh, lives in Frisco, Texas. And I had the absolute pleasure of meeting her this past December, and I told her uh, we were talking about the different guests that we had on Love Talk, and I told her I was excited that we were actually going to get June Hunt back on the program in January, and she was just so excited. Oh, June Hunt, how she loved June Hunt. What a fan she was of June Hunt. (laughs) And I said, well, if you would like, why don't you uh, email or text me a question, and I will ask June your question. And so she, she ended up sending me her question, and it was such a good question that I redid the program and, uh, and and focused on this topic that we're focusing on today. And I just rewrote the program completely around the question that she sent me. So Kay Kendall in Frisco, Texas, thank you for listening to Love Talk and just being a shining light for Jesus. I hope you enjoy today's program. That is so awesome. I love it. Isn't that fun? I love it. So what have you guys been up to? What What was your New Year's like? Oh my stars! Um, it was it was great. It was kind of uneventful around our household. Um, kids were with their friends, but got home pretty early actually, and um, just a you know a neat way to start the new year with our our little family of four um, under one roof and hanging out. Um, got Mackenzie all back to to college well she got herself back there I mean let's be honest she's an adult <laughs> and pretty stinking independent so um 
Yeah, um, really, really fun stuff. She had a really neat time. Um, you know, she worked at Chick-fil-A in Georgetown for three years, and the um, owner-operator from the Georgetown Chick-fil-A, who had been the owner-operator there from the beginning, um, he moved his family to Stephenville to open a new store in Stephenville. Um, I can't believe they've never had a Chick-fil-A in Stephenville, but they got one last week. And um, Kinsey went, he, he actually asked McKinsey to come up and help him open his new store in Stephenville. And so she was so delighted to get Get to go back to work at Chick-fil-A for a few days and, and open a new store. Yeah, Marlene? Well, believe it or not, yesterday I was on a conference call for this new board that the governor put me on. Yes. And one of the participants was the economic development director in Stephenville. And oh. one of the things she talked about was the Chick-fil-A. And I said, that was from Georgetown. I know who those people were. And she yes. was so excited because apparently a Chick-fil-A in Stephenville is a very, very, very big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, food brings us together, especially Chick-fil-A. There's no calories in Chick-fil-A so because uh, it's God's food, right? Yeah. So, you know, ladies, I think, you know, whenever we kind of step into the new year, sometimes we're overwhelmed when the new year starts and uh, we don't get a lot of time to think about it. But I would just encourage our listeners before January comes to an end, go and spend some time with the Lord and just kind of put 2023 before him and ask him what he wants you to work on, what he wants you to take on or what he wants you to let go of this year. That has kind of been my focus in January of just being quiet and listening to the Lord. And rather than just um, being overwhelmed with everything that the 2023 calendar has on uh, for me already and for our family already, just really presenting everything to the Lord and going, okay, Lord, what is the bigger mm-hmm. picture here? What What is it that you have for me to work on, take on, or let go of? And um, in this, we have this very special program or special key verse for our program today. It comes right out of James uh, chapter 1, verses 19 and 20. It says this, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. And I think it's amazing that above everything else, God wants that relationship with us this year to produce in us that righteousness that he desires. And so we get to learn how to listen. It's Mm -hmm. all going to start with us listening, listening to what he's speaking to us, listening to what's going on around us and what others are sharing with us. Mm -hmm. So I'm just, I'm I'm so excited for, for 2023 and what God is doing with us this year. Marlene, would you um, would you like to have the pleasure of introducing our amazing guest? I would. Thank you. Uh, I wish our listeners could see her because she's a beautiful lady. I know. In person and uh, in speech and in every way. But yes. June Hunt is the founder and CSO the Chief Servant Officer of Hope for the Heart Ministries, a worldwide biblical counseling ministry that she founded in 1986 and which now offers biblical hope and practical help 
in more than 60 countries on six continents. That's quite astounding. That is. She is a, also a best-selling author, an accomplished singer, and an international speaker. Her life work has yielded landmark contributions in the field of Christian counseling. Her early family pain was the catalyst that shaped June's compassionate heart, and she has pursued a lifelong commitment to provide God's truth for today's problems. Over 27 years ago, June began a nighttime call-in radio program called Hope in the Night, and she chose to address deep heart topics that no one else spoke about, physical and verbal abuse, sexual addiction, I'm sorry, addiction, we'll get that out, Uh, depression, fear, drug addiction, and many other topics. June saw that nighttime somehow amplified hopelessness, and so she stepped in in those dark hours to offer help and hope to her callers. Hope in the Night has aired on hundreds of radio stations from coast to coast and internationally. It actually airs on our our own radio station, The Bridge Austin, Monday through Friday, 11 p.m. to 12 a.m. After years of teaching and research, June also developed Counseling Through the Bible, a scripturally-based counseling course addressing 100 topics such as marriage, parenting, and boundaries, addictions, anger and abuse, depression, stress, and suicide. These resources grew to become the 100-topic Biblical Counseling Library, which helps people uh, move from wrong thinking to right thinking and from wrong living to right living. June is always on the go, whether a guest professor at colleges and seminaries or as a conference and broadcast speaker. She has uh, received numerous awards and accolades in broadcasting, ministry, leadership, and writing. Her passion to help others is fueled by her joy in seeing a life changed through Christ. Welcome, June. Thank you, Marlene. It's a it's a privilege to be with you in Austin. I mean, I'm not there, but I'm with you. <laughs> Well, we are so thankful to have you back, June. Uh, your program from September, um, so well received, obviously. Um, you are an absolute delight, and we're just grateful to have you back. Well, June, it's 2023, and mm-hmm. um, what does this new year hold for you? Well, it just so happens that I have gal pals. Oh, excellent. Because... Um, my birthday is December 31st, and so always uh, at um, the time of the new year, my gal pals and I, we are, we are together, and it's just uh, fun, a blast. These are wonderful, strong Christians, just such a joy, and so that's how I started with uh, a lot of love and um, just us. Uh, uh, I did a trivia thing for for the for them, I, I got all these trivia things and got I put them into two teams because they were in um, <laughs> like and it, it worked. It, it just was a blast because they <laughs> no, I mean, there's no way they could have known the answers. They just had to guess for so many of them. So that's that was you know, and it's great to have joy with people where you have the same foundation mm-hmm. and yeah. that a blessing. And I hurt for people who don't have a genuine friend, and I'm talking about even a a small group of friends, 
uh, with which they can share their hearts and some of the things that were shared uh, during our time there, there were tears uh, based on losses in life and yet uh, just to have safe people and you know I just I would just say this if if anyone here who's listening um, if you think I don't have that I, I, I wish I had someone that I could uh, truly um, bear my soul to or just that I could be candid with there's a scripture that I love it's Proverbs 13:20. Proverbs 13:20. He who walks with the wise grows wise. Mm. Pray that God will give you wise friends, wise people in your life. And it may not be someone that you would be uh, just the kind that you would go out to lunch with. It just but to have. I'm, I'm thinking about one man who was just fantastic in my life for years. And I don't know why he was drawn to me. He was about 20 years older, but uh, he was a friend. He was a mentor. So we we all need wise people um, because we none of us know everything. And what a blessing when the Lord puts people in our lives. But we sometimes what that means we may need to be at a church that you know we're not in a church or we're not in a a Bible study group or something. And, of course, I think it's great what you all do. It, I wish you could have little pockets of people all around listening and gathering to, to be with you because you all already have that friendship. And it, it's so, uh, it's so communicating. And I'm just, I'm just uh, impressed with you all. Oh, how sweet. Uh, Thank you. You know, that's such an encouragement, June, as, uh, you know, our college students go back to college, right? And that can be a scary thing. And if you don't have a group of friends around you to love and support you, um, life gets a little bit lonely. And so that's so encouraging to hear that uh, verse. I It's it's ironic. No, it's not ironic. It's totally a God thing. I was actually kind of uh, ruminating on a verse as I walked in and I had my Bible open to Proverbs 13 as you <laughs> as you um, as you quoted uh, 1320 um, my Bible was was right there open to that it's so neat but yeah friends as we talk about 2013 friends are hugely important to us you know um, we have to take a quick break June um, but when we return to love talk we really want to listen to you. Uh, we have some questions for you about hopeless situations and life struggles, and we want to get your insight on that and be keen to listen as our program uh, develops today. And our title of the program is New Ears. For the- and welcome back, friends, to Love Talk here on The Bridge, Austin on 101.1 FM and 1120 AM and live streaming on thebridgeaustin.com. It's great to be with you, friends. We are talking about new ears for the new year, facing today's program around uh, the book of James, which you can find in your New Testament. Flip over right to the very first chapter and finger down to verse 19. It says, my dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry, because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. Well, you know, it doesn't seem like listening is really well rewarded today, but we're going to learn how to listen, because there are so 
many benefits to listening well. And so we have on our program the amazing June Hunt, who is probably one of the best listeners on the planet. June uh, hosts an evening, a nighttime show where uh, our, her guests call in with all kinds of challenges. And June has been doing this for over 27 years. We just love how she listens, and we're excited to, to learn everything that we can from her. And June, I just want to start off with, with this question. And, and I'm, I'm telling you, this question comes from uh, Kay Kendall from Frisco, Texas. She's one of our listeners who is very excited that you are going to be on Love Talk again. Of course, you were on our program back in September. And you have this saying that there are no hopeless situations. There are only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. And we know that you have built an award-winning broadcast around listening to the needs of your callers and offering wise counsel. June, we would love to know what started your journey into so keenly listening to the deep needs of others as intently as you do. Just to qualify, there was a point at time when I knew no Bible. I was not raised in a biblically-based church. I was in a church, but no biblical input, um, except uh, there was a, they said the Lord's Prayer in the same church service. That was it. Um, and and um, when I later ended up being in a biblically-based church, I was stunned. I looked at... Um, teenagers I, I i was um i, I was stunned I, I i watched them open a bible and they'd go and they'd be right there i mean how, how do they do that there are no tabs no tabs <laughs> and, and I, I i but i was quiet i was very very quiet and so i was very much an observer and they the students were saying to me june um, Christianity is not a religion. It's a relationship with God through Christ. And see, I was asked, are you a Christian? I said, yes. Well, what that meant to me is I was, um, <clears throat> I, I wasn't Jewish. I thought that, mm. so I'm Christian, meaning uh, that, that that is not at all the biblical uh, view, but I didn't know that. And I didn't know what that meant, a relationship with Christ that was born now there was a point at which after six months I mean I was I was literally living for Sundays I'd never heard the Bible taught and this is the first time and I I could see that there was wisdom and I, I knew no scripture uh, so it was phenomenal what my point is though I thought but I'm seeing people walk down an aisle how do I know if it worked? Mm -hmm. That was my problem. How do I, and I was asking uh, a, a Bible teacher, how do I know if I'm a Christian? I think I am. And she said, well, June, if I can't know your heart like God knows your heart, but if you were not a Christian, would you be willing to do whatever would be necessary? And then I just stopped. I didn't know what to say because how did I know <laughs> And, and and this was my wording. I, I remember my, my thoughts even. 
But if God's a loving God, why would he permit? And in my case, why would he permit my father to have three families going on concurrently, to treat my mother terribly, to hurt her, hurt, which hurt me, and um, we were shut down. Uh, I was told you are not to talk at, at dinner. We could not talk as kids. And um, and we uh, and then after dinner, Dad said, you're a bad influence on your mother. You'll have no contact with her from that point on. So I'm sitting there thinking, how, I, I, I didn't know how to process anything. And I didn't have anybody to go to because nobody had my situation. And I'm saying this because... All the pain that I experienced, and it was bizarre things, much later I saw, oh, I can identify with people who have bizarre. I can identify with people who hurt. I can identify with those who grow up in an adulterous home. And I don't just judge them because I adored my mom. My mom was half my dad's age. And it's not, and mother felt huge shame, and I adored her. And so I began to, and then I thought, you know, I couldn't understand how mom got involved because there there was no other area where she was loose or her words were never coarse. Or, and I thought, oh, her dad died when she was four. I think my dad was a father's substitute because he was double her age Mm. and I began to see things differently so I think God put into my heart don't just judge someone in in fact well I did I did judge my dad I went to mother and said how can you be so kind to him when he just hurt her and she said oh honey he doesn't know the Lord. If he only knew the Lord, he wouldn't be that way. That was it. Mm-hmm. I was focusing on his fault. She was focusing on, uh, focusing on his need. Well, so when I get callers, I'm not, they, they'll tell me all kinds of things. The other night, some woman was telling me that she had gotten back involved. She had been a stripper and all these things and been clean for 20 years and uh, celibate and then she got involved well the issue wasn't to me to um, to criticize her for her recent choices but to motivate her you know is this how you want to live your life which she that's why she was calling because she she didn't she saw it wasn't working and but um, I think it's not helpful for us to have any kind of a judgmental spirit, let's listen. Listen to what they say. But part of it is asking questions, uh, learning and, and determining what kind of questions do we need to ask to help people literally um, want to think about their lives in a different way. And so I think uh, God gave me the pain, which for I would say, how could a loving God do this? Well, he could do it because um, he knew that there are a lot of us that need to be able to reach out to those 
who aren't doing well, who are making bad decisions, but sometimes they don't even know that they, they, they are totally uninformed. Some, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And I needed to. So that's too long an answer. But I'm being very candid with you that at times we think something is very negative when instead God uses that for good. June, I I love that. And I'm just taking down notes here. You say don't focus on the faults. Focus on their needs. Mm -hmm. And that we need to learn to ask questions to help people look at their life in a different way. Okay, so that sounds simple, but that also sounds very, very big to me. I think, how on earth can I learn to ask questions to help people see their life in a different way? I I know, June, that you do a lot with the, you're actually on the board of the International Coaches, um, Christian Coaches Institute, and you led a big series on hot topics all the way from October through December. Can you just put on your coach's hat or and, and give us kind of a listening 101 about keys that, that our listeners can really use today to help us listen the way that Jesus did? Notice that I'm just now thinking about Jesus. Um, he would ask a lot of questions, mm-hmm. but he already knew the answer. Mm-hmm. It's not like he didn't know the answer. And he might ask someone, well, where's your husband? You know, when there's not a husband in the... But it's more like sometimes it's helping them to think about their lives in a way that would be uh, opening the door. You know, I'll I'll just say, if... If we start out with a prideful disposition, that's going to not work. That's not going to help. Um, So you listen without judging, without criticizing or having contempt and disgust. Um, and, And it's imperative that we not react. Even if on the inside we're going, I can't believe what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Okay, that may be the case. But sometimes it's an issue of people begin to tell you if, if they think you care. That's that's key. Can you communicate that? You, sometimes you say, I just want you to know I really care. I, I genuinely care. Um, in fact, I'll, I'm just going to throw this in here Um, we have a new employee at our ministry and the first time I met her was kind of in the hallway and toward the end of a conversation there were there was another person there all of a sudden she had tears in her eyes and then uh, but didn't seem like I don't know why the tears but it wasn't appropriate for me to address that at that moment and then the second time same thing it was in the hall and then all of a sudden here were these tears and I knew one day I need to ask, could you talk to me about your tears? Now, that would be hmm. a, a question. If you hmm. saw someone with tears, would you talk to me? Would you share with me about your tears? And so it ended up that hmm. she, uh, I invited her to something on prodigals. I was doing a series on prodigals with someone else, and 
and uh, she said she had two prodigals in her life. But the bottom line is, at the end of that whole time, I asked her if it was helpful. She said yes. And I found out her prodigal is her mother. Mm-hmm. That was a surprise. And the husband who uh, was seeing prostitutes, and so she's going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so the issue is, um, she said, I I have your situation, at least part of your situation. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, my mother got involved with a pastor. Now, my mother did not get involved with the pastor. My dad was not a Christian. But uh, she said, and then she divorced my dad. And the pastor divorced his wife, totally blew up the church. And uh, then all of a sudden, they gave me his last name, this pastor's last name. Mm. And all, and I had a fictitious last name, too, see, that she heard. Mm. I was June Wright, but I really wasn't June Wright. I, it was just a made-up name. We were the Wright family. How odd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know, and yet, um, I, I couldn't tell anybody my real name. And she couldn't either. Mm. And then they put her in a house with her two old, little bit older brothers and took pictures of them and made them like props. And like, um, here are wayward children. Would you fund these this ministry for wayward children? And, and the mom would just be there once a week. I mean, I, I, I just sit there and think, I did not have that. Wow. But I could hurt with her. I think I think part of it is, can we... Say, Lord, where have I hurt? What have you taught me through this hurt? And then if there is someone that needs a compassionate word. See, sympathy is like patting somebody on the head. I'm sorry you're hurt. Empathy says, I'll hurt with you. Mm-hmm. Compassion says, I'll hurt with you, and I'll be there for you. I will stay there mm-hmm. until the hurt is gone. So, and Christ was a Christ, the Christ of compassion. And he would be with those and not just give up on them just because they had wayward lifestyles. I think at issue is um, every one of us have been hurt in some area and that's the perfect uh, platform if you will for God to use so that there are those who would say oh then you do understand you really do understand what I'm going through and a lot of people think oh no one would understand my world no one would understand my pain I can't tell anyone and so they're stuck they're they stuff their emotions and they need instead, uh, I love the scripture that says, as iron sharpens iron, mm-hmm. so one of a, you know, we, we are to sharpen others. Mm-hmm. And so there's a real use of, of how, how God wants to use us in the lives of others. And sometimes we just need to listen. And, and the way I think it's helpful is, 
to ask, well, if someone is talking to me, I will repeat back sometimes, most often, what they say. I'm, I'm understanding you're saying this. Mm. Now, by the way, let me just make a comment. I remember hearing a number of times, you don't ever learn anything when you're doing the talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not true. There are times when, and I'm sure that uh, Gary, Marlene, Kathy, you, you, you understand this. Sometimes you've said something and you think, well, is that the way I really meant to say it? Or is that, is that, is that what I mean? I think I'm going to re- redo that. I want, I want to rephrase that. We, we can learn sometimes. We hear ourselves and think, I wish I'd say that differently. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with saying, I am so sorry. I, I responded this way. That, that was not what I want to do. And mm-hmm. I don't think that's right. Mm-hmm. I think we can still correct with someone if we feel that there's a reaction or something that just missed the mark. But I think repeating back what someone says, uh, it affirms, first of all, that they're hearing you. And then it gives them an, op- an opportunity to say, yes, that that did happen. And, and that way, uh, what we're doing is letting people know that See, a lot of people are, they, they think, well, you're not really listening. You're just trying to hear what I'm saying. But it's to quick have form some words that um, that you want to say. Well, this, let's, um, I think it can be valuable. So with this new friend at our ministry, I have a number of times just repeated back. In fact, I've said, this is so hard to believe what happened to you growing up. It hurts my heart for you, mm-hmm. and then I'll repeat. I said, "So that really happened," and and then that gave leeway for her. And you know, I she said, "Well, how do I heal? How do I heal?" Mm-hmm. And oh, how I for years, decades, I didn't share, and then finally I did. But then she said, "But I can't because he." It's like, but this she didn't feel the freedom because now. Because they were kind of public in the Christian world in a different way, and I said, I said to her just uh, about two days ago, but you can share with a friend, a trusted friend, mm-hmm. someone wise. So pray that you'll have a wise friend, and that you'll have several wise friends, and because that's in, initially what I had. There were. I remember the first time I ever told anyone about my background, and it was so hard, uh, and the tears flowed, and because uh, I, 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 I had never gotten it out, you know, for a long time. And so we need to be able to share, and 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 how blessed we are when someone listens and enters into our pain. You know, June, I. I so appreciate what you're saying. Just recently, um, a friend of mine who who I really, we hadn't done life together, you know, intimately for a few years, but I knew that she was struggling. I knew that she was going through something very hard, and I just made the Holy Spirit was like, you need to call her, Carrie, call her, call her, call her. And I was able to share with her some very difficult things in my life 
that allowed her to be able to open up. Um, I didn't want to share those things, but I did, and they were painful. But it allowed her to be able to open up because I just said, I can sit with you in your pain. I can. Um, And I think it's also important to understand, and, and I want you to speak to this, you know, there are times when we can sit with people in their pain and and we really can, as you so eloquently put it, have compassion. Like I will hurt with you and I will be with you until it's gone. But there are also times in relationships where someone cannot sit with you in your pain and that's okay. They may not have the capacity to be with you in your pain like you need it but there is someone out there who can sit with you. I mean, can you speak to that, June? You know, sometimes it's just maybe too hard. Like we can't, we can have empathy. You know, that's where we say, you know what? I hurt with you and I'll check in with you every now and then, right? But you may not walk the whole journey with them. Could you kind of speak to that, uh, being able to sit with someone in their pain and maybe not being able to? We have just a few minutes left in this segment. Well, it's like I have never been on drugs. <clears throat> I, I never want to be controlled by something. So I am not the best person if there's someone who is trying to get out of drugs. Now, I, I, know, what to sh- I know what to share. <clears throat> but all the more is, is important to be able to listen and to be uh, identifying uh, what does this this person need? What was the reason that someone did get into drugs? Well, typically they want to feel different. It's two things. It could be they want to be accepted by a group, and so they want security. So they had insecurity, and they want to be secure with a group, uh, and therefore if the group is doing it, then they do it. Or it's uh, they they want to feel differently. They don't like how they're feeling because drugs are a mood changer. And so I think to be able to just listen, and by the way, instead of just quickly giving some answer, the Bible actually says he who answers before listening, that is his folly and his shame. Mm. That's Proverbs 18, 13. Mm. So sometimes we're not, we can be premature in giving Answers. Wait until their hearts are sharing. Uh, ask, what does it mean to you to, if it were drugs, uh, why, why, what, what drew you to this? Did you want to feel different, differently than you were? What did you want to feel? And and just try to go there and determine um, what is their need. And and you start, by the way, all this time, you, you pray, Lord, give me your words, give me your heart, and may I hear the way you want me to hear. Mm. It's so beautiful. Wow, June, I, I tell you what, our time with you goes so quickly. We just, you would not believe the amount of notes that Kathy, Marlene, and I are just writing down and listening, friends. We want to remind you that um, you can always go back and listen to this program with June Hunt um, on our archives at Love Talk Network or on our podcast at Love Talk, all one word. We do have one more segment with the amazing and so wise June.
June hunt. Uh, we have one more segment after our break from our sponsors here on Love Talk. We're so thankful for our sponsors. So, friends, you'll want to return for listening ears in the new year for this new year uh, here on Love Talk. To Love right Talk, this is Kathy Endebrock in studio with Coach Carrie Brinkader and Marlene McMichael with our incredible guest, June Hunt today talking about listening ears for the new year and we are learning so much about how to be a good listener the benefits of listening and how god calls us to listen with his heart with patience and kindness not contempt or condemnation or judgment or prideful disposition but a heart of compassion identifying the needs of those um, that we're talking with and sharing with so, June, these, we're in our last segment. We only have 12 minutes left. And um, for those friends who are joining us and they're thinking, oh, my goodness, I can't believe I've missed this amazing interview, you can go to our archives at lovetalknetwork.com and get this program from our archives. You can also go to our podcast at Love Talk, all one word, and uh, listen to the program on our podcast there. So, June, you are just a prolific writer. You have written over a hundred books, including bestsellers that have been translated into, <clears throat> excuse me, over 35 languages. And personally, um, I love your book that is seeing yourself through God's eyes. Mm-hmm. And my mom, who has been a licensed Christian counselor for over 30 years, she, um, she tells me, she'd like me to tell you that her favorite books are How to Cope at the End of Your Rope and walking from darkness into the dawn. She has given those books as homework to her clients over the years. Do you have a book that teaches readers how to be effective listeners? Well, we have something called keys. Um, Keys unlock doors. And so we have about a hundred topics. And one of our shorter ones that I've not added to it's going to we're going to expand it but we have about uh, uh, it's on the topic of communication and uh, for example to uh, listen without being defensive because sometimes when you're talking with someone they can um, either attack or they can challenge us and I think it's vital that we not be defensive. Just say, you know, help me understand. I asked that question in in my life to other people. Um, Like I have a number of unusual family members. Uh, Some are atheists and, you know, have uh, the fruits, flakes, and nuts. And uh, so I've learned that now I've got a transgender um, uh, nephew and that's going to be interesting um, when um, it, so so the point is uh, they they know my stand and Ooh. that to be for me to be judgmental or to hear and by the way I I do not compromise on my stand at all but uh, I asked my niece who called me to say do you do you know that my half-brother is now becoming trans. What I said to her at that moment was, what was his relationship like with his dad? And the answer was Mm -hmm. Mm 
existed. Mm -hmm. So he did not have a positive role model. And we learn, you know, um, and and by the way, I just finished teaching, you're right, on on the hot topics on, on transgender. And there were a number of Dallas Theological Seminary students who came up to me and they said, we don't even know that word detransition. I said, you you don't you don't know that people detransition they 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 become transgender and then they realize it's not working and so they seek to go back. Now some things cannot go back. In other words, if there is surgery, uh, such as a mastectomy or other body parts that are removed, those cannot be replaced. But my point is. Uh, there, so they, these students were telling me, well, we were looking up even the people that you mentioned, and we, we had no knowledge of this. So this is not being known in the mainstream stream, uh, 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 media. And we have to be aware that we can know things that others don't know. And so sometimes we want to ask, uh, are you aware? Are you aware? And so the, the point is, um, we we at times are educating people with our our questions, or what do you think about, without imposing and, and let them talk, and then see if they. A lot, a lot of times, what they'll do is they'll turn right around and ask your opinion when you have asked their opinion, and so. Uh, being a know-it-all doesn't help at all. So what, just one, one um, I just because I knew I was going to be talking with you, and, and uh, so I just pulled this on communication. It's, it's not that it doesn't have near the amount of content, but um, I, I think just especially look at your own life. What you mentioned uh, about um, uh, the, those two books, um, how to cope at the end of the rope is stress, and then uh, the topic of, of depression is uh, walking from darkness into the dawn. Mm-hmm. And these are huge issues in our world. So I think an issue for us is where have we been hurt? What what has been our experience? Did you come from a a blended family? Uh, uh, or, or, you know, what, what, what was your struggle? And I would say that could be a huge uh, addition to your life is to say, all right, I, I, I'd like to learn more about this in my life. And then I think, in other words, I think it's your platform to be able to share with others and to make a difference in their lives and to uh, reflect the, the heart of Christ. And people need to see Jesus through our lives. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that, June. I um, <laughs> that that library. Um, if any of our listeners want to access that library, how do they access that? Um, when you're talking about um, the the Keys Library, how do they how do they access that? We have uh, a a website, and it's just plain old hopefortheheart.org, and um, they'll have a list hopefortheheart.org, and uh, of, of all the different topics. Uh, we have different size books like 
there are these many books, uh, and there are 48 of those, and the publisher kept asking, started with 25, oh, and then, you know, I couldn't believe it, they had sold in two months 22,000. Now, we don't sell, I mean, I can't sell anything, but, and then the second month, it was 33,000, so they they sold now in about uh, nine years, uh, 2,200,000 of those little mini books. Wow. In grocery stores and all kinds of places. Again, it's not us at Hope of the Heart doing it. It's others. But the point is the, they, they were shocked at the number one topic. Verbal and emotional abuse was way above everything else. Mm. Verbal and emotional abuse. Everything else was way down here. And then it's just little stair steps. Um, I mean, just it, it stunned them. It, it, that was meeting a need. And I was surprised. Uh, I will tell you another topic that I love to teach on or speak on or the book that we have. I, I wrote a book called How to Forgive When You Don't Feel Like It because I didn't feel like it. And that was the truth. And so, and I give why. Why I thought it, I even thought it was wrong. And I tell why I thought it was wrong. You're just letting somebody off the hook. Well, that's not really true. We are if God says, bear with each other and forgive whatever grievance you have against one another, forgive as the Lord forgave you. I didn't know what to do with that scripture. So I just kind of put it over here just not, you know, because, I, but, because I still thought it was wrong. Well, I was wrong. But what we're doing is we take that person off of our emotional hook and put that person onto God's hook. Because God's the one who says, it's mine to avenge. I will repay. So we're not carrying all the pain. We're releasing all that pain to the Lord. And that frees us to be the person God created us to be. Wow. I love that. Becoming the person that God created us to be. That is that is our goal. June, we just so appreciate having you on the program with us. For our listeners who want to get a hold of you, can they also go to hopefortheheart.org if they want to send you an email or a message? That works beautifully. That's great. Wonderful. One last question, uh, June, real quick, because we're running out of time. What's what's your big uh, to-do for 2023? (laughs) Somebody just came up to me on Sunday and said, I want to... um, finance for you in Hebrew all of your resources. Oh my God. And I was shocked. Praise the Lord. And uh, so that was a surprise. Actually, we have just been asked to do uh, at a a university, uh, Arizona Christian University. They want to use our material for course curriculum for counseling. So that that's going to be, and there's several universities are interested in using, and I'm as shocked as could be because I I didn't plan that. I love it when I don't plan it and God plans it, and it's all His agenda. Amen. So that it's a joy. That is beautiful, June. Oh, friends, thank you so much, June Hunt. Again, that is hope for the heart. Org, and I would encourage you to go there. It is a wealth 
of beautiful information that can enhance your life, friends. And as June Hunt, um, as we as we bid you adieu, June, well, thank you so much for being here. And friends, if you're overwhelmed with this new year, we just pray that you will put 2023 before the Lord and see what happens. From Kathy Enderbrock, Marlene McMichael, and Carrie Brinkader, we are the Love Ladies, and we'll see you next time right here on Love Talk.